Hey everyone, welcome to the Church Brand Guide podcast. Um, today I'm hanging out with Brandon Sarig. He's one of our friends on the podcast. Uh, we're following his journey as he plants a vibrant church in South Florida. And it's just a great uh, case study for everyone to kind of learn from as Brandon is um, doing a, an amazing job of, of planting a brand new church. And we're just going to unpack his journey and give you some tips that are working for him, uh, especially on the marketing side. Uh, Brandon is uh, doing uh, an aggressive job, I would say, with uh, his marketing, and he's very intentional about um, how, how to go about this. And so uh, the, as he's learning new things, he's uh, exploring new things. We want to share that with you on the podcast. And so we're, we're having Brandon come back, and uh, we're going to talk to him. So Brandon, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, it is quite a journey planting in church. It is certainly not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of high highs and low lows and a lot of days where it just feels like you're you're spinning the wheel but not sure where you're getting um but it, it is quite the adventure so things are going good like it's been a really good week this week um it's been a lot of fun awesome so we're going to talk about that a little bit um the highs and the lows of church planting and honestly it's, it's church life in general i think yeah <laughs> there's highs and lows that comes with that um, but let's uh, let's start off with the uh, the beginning. Um, so you have a great foundation in place. Um, we started working together uh, over a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. Um, but then you 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 are part of an Ark uh, Church, or Ark is a network of churches, right? So why don't you yes. tell us really quickly about Ark? Ark is the Association of Related Churches. Basically, it started. Um, about 17 years ago where two pastors were getting ready to, to plant the church. And they didn't feel like there was a lot of training out there to help them be successful. And they just kind of made a pact of like, Hey, if my church doesn't work out, would you hire me? And they kind of like went back and forth and they had a church that said that they were going to guarantee a certain amount each month. Um, anyways, they were, they were given about $25,000 and both of them started churches and both of those churches did really, really well. And out of the success of their churches, they started thinking like, hey, what are the things that we learned? And what were the things that if church planners did it differently, they could be more successful? And what were the successes that could be repeated? And what were the failures that could be avoided? And for the last 17 years, they've just been working on a system trying to make it so they can plant large, healthy churches all over the U.S. And now it's even expanding throughout the world. Um, and I don't know what I would do right now without Ark and the training that they're providing and the relationships that they're building and the coaching that I'm getting from guys that are like, I have, they have, I'm assigned an Ark coach that planted a church about four years ago and did it really, really well. And he's accessible to me to ask questions and just things that I just wouldn't know to know or questions even to ask. They're giving me answers and it's just, it's a really big deal. So the, you've talked about ARC, um, and we've recommended ARC to a, a couple different churches that we're working with um, that, that are thinking about a relaunch or maybe going into a new community. Um, what are some key, like some big picture, key big rocks that uh, ARC has helped you with? Yeah, I think that there's a couple of key, key things to be successful as a local church in today's society. Uh, one is, is serving, is you need to find places in your community uh, and not necessarily the needs that we as pastors want to meet, but what are the needs of the city that need to be met and finding ways to, to meet some of those needs and to make a difference. Uh, so I think serving is huge. Um, the second piece of it is, is marketing, where people don't know about you. They're not looking for you. They don't know to look for you. So being intentional for the ways that you're trying to connect with your, your city and your community 
and trying to let them even know that you're even there, let alone what you do and what makes you unique as a church. And the more clarity, clarity that you can provide online, um, the better, where 80% of first-time guests visit you online before they ever attend your church. So your digital footprint needs to be really strong. And they're only going to look at the first churches that come up when they search churches in the area on Google. Um, so to make sure that your search engine optimization is strong is really key to, to winning in your marketing scheme. One of the biggest things I saw in working with you is how well um, versed you were in the marketing side. Um, so we didn't have to do a lot of um, education because through your art training, like you got it, you understood it. Um, and they even provide some really good, uh, very sticky uh, marketing ideas uh, as far as like core values. So like you presented four core values that you're going to run with as part of the ARC um, framework. Um, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So you're, uh, you're well ahead of most churches because you've got a, uh, some language that's very sticky. What, what's some of the benefits you've seen on, on a branding perspective that, uh, you know, we help you design a logo, we help you design a website, we um, came alongside you and just developed a few things, but what are some of the, uh, the benefits you're seeing? Yeah, uh, first off, you might have noticed already that I office out of my house and out of Starbucks because when you're starting a church, uh, you're trying to save money where you can. And so I have a little office set up in my house and my family uses it to do a little bit of homeschooling as well. But um, to answer your question, Michael, uh, it, it's so many pastors feel like authenticity means that everything they do needs to be original. And so many churches sacrifice effectiveness on the altar of originality. And what I have learned in my process is there is some really simple language pieces that just work. So one of the things that ARC recommends, not requires, is they have four core values, which is know God, uh, where we want people to, to know that they can know God. And know God sounds like what it is. We want people to know God. And for a non-church or de-churched person, it makes sense. It's not a, a hyper-spiritual word that, that a non-believer or a de-church person doesn't get. Uh, find freedom um, is about getting connected into community and having a place to belong apart from the Sunday morning experience. Discover purpose is, is a, just a simple belief that we were created in the image of God and God gave every single person gifts and talents and he wants to redeem our story as we share it with other people. And if we can help people discover what their God-given potential and purpose is, um, they're going to discover real purpose in themselves where they might not enjoy their job, but they love what they get to do and how they get to serve their city or serve their church. And the last one is make a difference where I think all of us want legacy um, to make a difference in the lives of other people. So I think it's just key for us to create opportunities for people not to serve the need that we need them to fill, but to serve the purpose which God has called them to. Because we all have had the wrong person at the front door where we had a need and we needed someone at the door, but because it was the wrong person at the front door, the total wrong impression was given to that first-time guest and they are not coming back. Why it wasn't their gift set? Or we put someone in a kid's room because it's hard to recruit people for the kid's room, but they don't like kids and they don't get along well with parents. Now you've got conflict in a room because you've got someone in the room that's the wrong person in the room and they're trying to make a difference, but they're not using their gift. And, and art just really helps you understand what are the gifts that God has given certain people and to give them platform and opportunity to, to, to use their gifts and their talents. 
So what are some of the ways where that has manifested for you? Like where people have seen or heard or experienced your, your branding, your marketing, and, and how, what's some results that you've seen so far? That's a great question. So one of the things that we did in the marketing process was we, we wrapped my entire truck with our church brand um, with a really simple call to action. Like it was go to our website, which was www.thevibrant.church. But the language on the church or on the truck was vibrant church, live a better story, and here's our, our website. Um, and just this last week, me and my wife met with a lady at a Starbucks who saw my truck and on her phone went to our website. And when she got home, she watched one of our messages and she just heard the messaging and the branding of the church and the language that was present on the website. And before we ever got to meet with her, she had already determined that this was going to be her church. And she was already thinking of ways that she could help us get this church started um, before we ever had the chance to meet with her. Then we get to meet with her and she went from like, Hey, I think I want to be part of this church to like, I'm going to introduce you to people that can help you. And I've got other relationships of people that need a church like this. Um, just because of a branding on a truck. Another thing we did was social media where we met with another lady who she's a seamstress and a fashion designer and she just knows people. She just has people that come into her store and they're broken people. And she saw an advertisement on Instagram. She commented on the Instagram advertisement. We set up a meeting with her and she just talked about how she, she just sees herself as reaching lost people and she wants to make a difference and she needs a church to plug these people into. And she's blown away already that as we're getting ready to, to make some signs that she could use her sewing gift to help us get started and even save some money and just sewing. Like, I, there's nothing in me that's like, yeah, I'd love to spend the day sewing on a sewing machine. But for her, there's so much purpose in it and it's exciting for her because that's her gift set. So it's a combination of the branding and the messaging that created two conversations that wouldn't have happened apart from the branding and the marketing. So it's great to um, have theories. So for me, on, um, from my perspective, I, I try to share some principles on marketing and branding that, um, that's used in, in, in the marketplace and bring it to church world. But I love hearing the stories of how, man, this is really actually happening. And, and somehow um, on this podcast, if you're listening, um, find a way to get to our website and take a look. I'm going to put the wrap, the vehicle wrap, a picture of, of the truck that's wrapped. It's this flat matte wrap that has these bright yellow um, logo decals. And the whole truck, it used to be a white truck. Now it's a black truck. Um, the, the, the logo is kind of glossy. So it looks, it looks really good. Like it's attractive. Same thing with the website. We built it on WordPress. It has a bunch of different uh, bells and whistles to it. Um, we're actually getting ready to start a, um, a chat bot onto it. Um, so you can actually have conversations with people online. So it makes a difference. It really does. The videos that we shot where, where you're describing your values and the vision that you have, they're shot really nice on like 4k cameras and a really nice setting and you're sharing vision, but it's done in a way that's like, wow, these guys really know what's up. I should go be a part of that. Like I can, I can trust that because it's not this podunk production. Um, so again, those are theories, but man, to hear it play out for you, uh, that's really, really encouraging. Um, so let me, let me uh, keep going because it's not all like fun and games, right? What are some of the struggles that you've had? So you're, you're seven months out. Oh, so first of all, you moved up your date. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, so we moved up the date. The, the date was going to be September 15th, which is two weekends after Labor Day. 
Um, but in South Florida, the context is it gets really nice here in October through January, February, and people just want to be outside. But in the summertime, because it's so hot, families especially just want a place to take their kids where there's some air conditioning and something fun to do. So as a church, I got some coaching from a couple other guys that planted down here in South Florida who encouraged me to move up my launch date. And here's what I've learned in the process. I am not smarter than the system. I, I have a privilege of having people in my life that have gone before me that have successfully planted churches in this area that want nothing more than to just help me. And those relationships right now are just, they're just invaluable. Their, their perspective is going to take me years to develop on my own, or I can have a 30 minute conversation, which looks a lot like just being humble and saying, Hey, I don't know the answer to this. Can you help me? And then I follow that, even if it makes, doesn't make sense. Um, so we moved that launch date up uh, to August, but I've got seven months um, until we, till we launch. Yeah. So what are some of the struggles that you're seeing? Uh, so at the time of this recording, that it's about seven months out, you, you actually moved down there um, maybe 11, 10 months uh, ahead of time. Uh, so I just gave you some time frame to, to get prepared, to get some facility, uh, you know, all that stuff in place. So what are, what are some of the struggles that you've had to deal with? So uh, not every art church is this way, but I felt like to reach my city, it's a very affluent city. So uh, first impressions matter and excellence matter. And excellence, the standard of excellence changes based on the demographics of where you are. And I wanted to represent the value and the culture of my city, which has a high standard of excellence. When you go to the, the business district, the plantation, everything is nice. The, the landscaping is perfect. The, the branding is exceptional. You don't find trash anywhere. Like everything is done on purpose and with purpose. And I want to reflect the culture that I'm in. So I knew for me to reflect that culture, I was going to need to raise more money than some of the church planters. And so I knew that I needed to raise about the equivalent of about half a million dollars. So I knew I didn't have a network of half a million dollars in relationships. So it's just like, all right, God, you need to, you need to provide a way. You need to find ways for me to save money. And God, would you, would you just send resources? Uh, the second one is I'm moving to a city that's not looking for another church. It's 97% unchurched. So they're not looking for another church. The school system's not looking for another person to rent out their facility. Uh, that's just not normal down here. And then I need to build a team. Well, the team needs to be made up of people that I don't even know yet. So how do you meet people of the 3% that do love Jesus and do want to be actively involved in a church as well as some people who are just de-churched and haven't been in, in church for a while that do want purpose and do want a life-giving community. So it's a lack of resources it's in a city that doesn't necessarily want to work with you and trying to build a team of people you don't know. So, I mean, when, when we decided to say yes uh, about, a, uh, about a year ago to, to making this move, we knew we're going to move to a city uh, where we don't know anyone with money we don't have and a team we don't have to plant a church that doesn't exist. Um, this seems crazy. So every step of the way has been filled with greater challenges where so many potential venues that we've pursued told us no. Uh, several people that we thought would give didn't give and then people that we thought wouldn't give gave really generously and uh, Meeting people has just been like Holy Spirit moments that he just he just sets up and there's like at the end of my story When I talk about hey, here's here's what's happening in vibrant and people even ask like how are you gaining traction? I'm like I 
um, we pray. I do a lot of hard work, but some of the biggest moments were things that I couldn't have set up. It's been really neat to watch that unfold uh, for me um, from just following you and your journey. Um, I've, you know, there's some weird things that have happened. Like uh, we went on a trip together and like your flight got canceled and crazy stuff happening where I'm watching you beg your way to the front of the line so you can catch your flight because you had to, I mean, I, I just couldn't believe like what was going on. And you, like your daughter broke her leg when you moved down there. And like some other things have just kind of happened, like, and, and it's a spiritual journey. I mean, I think that's a big part of this podcast is about marketing and everything, but um, it's all done in a spiritual context. Like everything is, it's such a, um, anyway, there's, there's some practical to it, but then there's also this spiritual element that goes on with everything. So you've had some great achievements as well. Some great things that have happened that, that have uh, developed for you. Is there anything that you can share with us that are, you know, again, you're seven months out from planting the church and things are coming together for you. Can you share a few of those? Yeah. So one of the things that's been really cool just happened this last week or started last week um, was we've been searching for a venue and I'm rather persistent. So I have emailed every school that I thought could be a possibility. I have called and left voicemails to every school that I thought would be a possibility. And I have visited every school that I thought could possibly be a possibility. And one high school already had a church in it that's been meeting there for years. Uh, one high school said, we're not interested in leasing to a church ever again. Another middle school said, we don't really have the facility that you're looking for to meet that up, meet up with what you're hoping for. The private schools have a lot of things to happen on the weekends. So they were interested in a week-to-week -week lease. And I had met a guy at a public park that they have buildings in public parks where they get rented out. And their venue wouldn't really work for what we were hoping for. But he said, hey, I'm, I might be able to introduce you to a couple of principals. Show up on this day at, at this time. And so I show up at that time. And he introduced me to a principal. And like, yeah, we don't really have the facility that you need. But hey, you know what? Let me see if this person's here. And he, he introduces me to the middle school principal, uh, one of the schools that I just hadn't heard from yet. And the principal's like, wait, what are you doing? Why are you you're planning a church? And I just shared, you know, we do need a venue to meet on the weekends, but really we just, we want a school to partner with, a school to bless and a school to be a part of. We want to um, show up and serve in the concessions and we want to show up and serve your events and we want to serve your teachers and, and do things like that. Um, and she started getting emotional in the conversation and said, we need to talk. Then we getting a solicitor next week. So I get an email our phone call the next day saying, hey, can you come in next Wednesday at this time? And we meet, and they just opened up the door wide open to us. Like, we want you to be here. Um, can you help us in these needs? Like, their auditorium, they didn't have a sound system. So we're like, hey, what if we installed ours? Would that be okay? They'd be like, you would install your sound system and let us use it? I'm like, actually, it's a really nice sound system and lighting system. Like, it's, it's really good stuff. She's like, that would be incredible. Would you please do that? And we talked about how they have a lot of kids that don't have uh, money for breakfast in the morning and they show up on an empty stomach and uh, they're like, could you help us there? We want to use some of your rent money to pay for kids food. And we're like, that would be great. We'd love to do that. And just this last week or yesterday when I was at the school, she's like, we need a washer and dryer. We have kids that show up to our school that um, their clothes are dirty. They don't have a, an option to wash them. They don't smell good and they're embarrassed by it. Um, and we just want to have some clothes available for them and then we need to wash them. So I called um, a friend of mine and he's like, let me, let me get on this. I'm going to call some business friends. I'll give you an answer by Monday. And so for me, just the, the, the grind of God opening up doors and just finding ways to serve your community. 
where I think that the, the church that Jesus intended to, to, to have planted all over the world and the reason that I think God has opened up some doors is just a simple willingness to serve the needs of the school that, and the community that we're looking to be in um, and, and be a blessing and not a burden. And I think as pastors and as church leaders, when we look for ways to bless the city, I think God wants to open up additional doors. And I think some of the red tape that's been challenging between church and state can be bridged when we just look to serve um, and find ways to bless and that we can serve bigger than we are, be more generous than we can um, to be a blessing to people that we don't even know. One of the greatest marketing tools that you have, whether you're a church or a business, is the ability to serve others. <laughs> um, so we've seen that uh, unfold in, on the business side, but man, it's so good to hear uh, the practical ways that that's been uh, unfolding for Vibrant Church. Um, so yeah, in, in this podcast, we want to share with you ideas that other churches are doing, other leaders are doing, and what's working for them, what's not working for them um, on a marketing perspective, and, and the, just let you kind of learn about that stuff. A couple weeks ago, we showed you around Hope City Church in Houston. Uh, Brandon actually went with me. Uh, he invited me to go with him, actually, um, to Hope City. We learned a lot of good things about uh, creating environments. Uh, today, uh, Brandon's been sharing a lot about his journey um, as a church planter. And I think um, it just gives us some fresh insights of the practical boots on the ground. You know, what does this look like for, um, for somebody to go through this process and try to start a new church? Um, so we'll, we'll wrap things up here uh, for this podcast. Um, again, hopefully this helps you out, gives you some ideas. That's the purpose of what we're trying to do. Just give you some ideas so maybe you can implement at your church. So Brandon, with that, do you have any final thoughts you want to leave with the audience? Yeah, branding, it matters. And I know it can often seems like, seem like it's not spiritual. Um, and it's easy to think, oh, our websites and Facebook and Instagram, are they really that important? Do you really need to do mailers? Do you really need to wrap a truck to reach people? Uh, and I think our answer, it has to be yes. Um, and I'm going to go pastor on you really quick. And the building of the temple in the city of Jerusalem was a building that was four times bigger than any building. Like you want to talk about marketing, build a building that's four times bigger than anyone else's. Um, and people are going to notice it. They're going to see it all the time. Oh yeah, that's there. And then you go into the temple and you have uh, incense burning, which is um, creating a sensory of your smell. And you have candle lit rooms all over the place, which is giving um, you a lighting and even the, the a haze almost from the, the incense burning and it's creating an environment of being sacred and, and holy and set apart in an atmosphere where people can worship. And that's part of branding. And every piece of the temple that was built was on purpose and intentional. The things on them were not by accident. They were incredibly on purpose. And one of my favorite things uh, when I read about the building of the temple was the pomegranates that were at the top of the pillar. So the pillars in the, in the temple were 40 feet high and the lighting was low, which means you couldn't actually see the artwork at the top. But the, the people that crafted them out of solid gold, by the way, not wrapped in gold, but solid gold, talk about extravagance and excellence, um, were things that people couldn't even see. And that's what worship is. It, worship is creating environments for people to have relationship with God and making it easy for them to take next steps. And everything that people see and smell and touch and taste as a reflection of his kingdom 
and his goodness. And I think as pastors, we need to set the bar of what it means to create environments for people that they want to come back to. That's a good word. Yeah. Thanks for going pastoral on us there. Um, really good. Um, and thanks for coming on the podcast and, and we'll, we'll keep on following your journey uh, as Vibrant Church becomes a reality. Um, it's exciting. It's a lot of hard work and um, just uh, want to join you as you go uh, through that journey and uh, share with our audience what, what that looks like for you. So th- thanks, Brandon, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Michael. And for all the pastors and church leaders out there, you can do this. Um, All of us face challenges, but God's faithful. Thanks, Brandon, for coming on to the Church Brand Guide podcast and for sharing uh, your insights of what you're learning. It's been a great journey so far. We're going to continue to check in with Brandon on a regular basis and see what's working for him, even what's not working. I want to tell you right now about the five-step church marketing makeover. It's a course. There's five videos in it, and it's going to really help you if you are looking to get your branding in place for your church and get your marketing lined up. We're going to talk about your website and give you some amazing insights to help you kind of revamp your website and uh, with the the idea that you're going to get people to come to your church. So we're going to help you sh- show you how to do that, how to create a website that gets people to show up at your church. We're also going to take a look at your logo and how how you design a great logo, not just like design stuff, like not the not the geeking out design, but more of like what leads to a great design so that you can either design it yourself if you're a logo creator or at least have someone who is good at that design for you. You'll give the right information so it represents your church well. We'll also show you like strategy wise, how do you create a strategy for marketing your church. So the five-step church marketing makeover is free on churchbrandguide.com. Go right there. You'll find it right on the homepage and uh, make sure you get it. Um, it'll it'll really help you think through some of the stuff on your marketing and with your branding. Uh, one quick announcement, kind of a big announcement for, uh, for me personally. Uh, we're actually going to go with Brandon, me and my family, uh, to help him plant a church. So we're going to move down to Florida from Kansas City, and we're going to help Brandon do this. And uh, we just believe that as, a, as our brand, our family brand, that that's something we want to do as a family is help plant a new church. And uh, we'll just keep you up to date on how that's going, uh, just on a personal side as well as we help him go through this process. Uh, but keep your eye on Vibrant Church, uh, thevibrantchurch.church. Um, that's the website, thevibrant.church. Uh, we're going to be uh, helping Brandon just to launch this, and maybe you can get some great ideas and insights on uh, some things you could do for your church. So uh, once again, uh, big news for me and my family. Hopefully, uh, we can give you some updates on a regular basis on the uh, on the podcast. Um, Thanks for joining me this week on the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.